0: show
1: where smart is the new sexy
0: and now april hunter
1: hello hello beautiful people hola vk's bonjour welcome to the show where we have tony arterburn returning with us and a very sick big ray hernandez (laughs) so thank you tony we appreciate you being here
2: Oh, it's an honor. Thanks for having me back.
1: No, we are thrilled. And thank you guys for joining us in the chat. Tonight, we're going to cover with Tony what's kind of going on with the banks and why it would be a really, really intelligent idea to invest in precious metals. We're going to cover Christmas spirit and the difference between then and now and maybe how to get your groove back on. Um, we're going to talk about some things going on in the news today and what else do we say we we're going to cover? Um, the whole dead get- spin
0: gimmick if we have time. Well, I want to do that one. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And if we get to it, I wanted to talk about, uh, attachment theory, um, regarding relationships. There's four different types of attachment, and knowing your attachment type can help with how you communicate with, uh, not just your significant others, but also the people around you. So, anyway, we'll be on with that. But first, we're going to talk to Tony and learn things. So,
0: <laughs> hope so.
1: <laughs> we always learn. We learn. We learn from you. So, uh,
0: really quick in the chat, I want you guys to to write down uh, whether you like uh, April's hair like this or not. Um, I vote yes. I love it. <laughs> I think Tony also smiled when he saw her face and her hair. Right, Tony. <laughs> it's true.
1: All right, you so. guys. So, so I'm going to fill you in on what I did. I was supposed to have mm-hmm. a photo shoot today, and. Uh, I was talking to my hairstylist and I was asking her, I'm like, what can I do where I'm, cause I'm lazy about my hair. I'm always late. I hate that I'm always late. So I said, what can I do to make good hair like in less time where I can do something, go to bed and wake up. So she was telling me about this. Thanks you guys. She's telling me about this thing with tube socks. So you take like the toe end up here and the toe end here and you pull your hair back and you wrap a section of your hair around, a tube sock of course it should be clean right mm. and then when you get to the bottom and your hair's all wrapped around the sock you tuck it up and you secure it with an elastic and you go to sleep and you wake up and you have waves and i was like that's probably too easy but let's see how it goes and Hala! it went so i like
0: it um, <laughs> i might try the same thing i might grow my hair i like you let's yeah
1: see so oh. i had a hell of a time finding tube socks i had to go through my wrestling bag I'm sitting here with what? my wrestling bag going, I know I've got tube socks in here for my boots.
0: Question so. for, a guy, for a guy like Tony that has a very long, thick beard. Can you use little little baby socks?
1: Yes, <laughs> I think volume? so. See, now if I had Tony's beard, you know what I do? Team. I would start I start braiding it and putting in Viking runes at the end. I, <laughs>
2: I've done that. I've uh, done that. And I, I have some set of little wolves in them. They're little nice. uh, leather uh, Viking beads. They have wolves on them. I just haven't put them in in a while. I'll have to have mine. Hairdresser, or barber, put them in next time. Oh, yeah, so next time yeah. you come, you're gonna wear your, your beads, your your chin beads. I should, I should, I should go with that. I did it in 2021 for a little while, but I just do so much more media now. And you know, it's like you, you want to buy gold from the guy with uh, the the Viking beads in his beard. I don't know. I would, uh, but it just kind of I depends would. on the
1: mood. Well, I mean, you know, warrior stuff and all that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, modern well, day I, warriors.
0: Where'd you get your, where'd you get your, uh, your gold from, uh, another ship and just, <laughs> <laughs> them, we, we raided it. We raped
1: yeah. <laughs> and pillaged. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. All right, April, take it away, kiddo. I, like I said, I'm gonna be a little more quiet. Not myself today. I'm like, ugh. all right. Does that That's make sense? All right.
1: Okay. So, so Tony offered to sponsor and, and, and have, um, an affiliate with the show and me. And I thought that was fascinating because I'm learning about precious metals myself and I'm watching what's happening with the banks and the dollars and the devaluation. So we're talking about inflation, but we're not talking about deflation. So like my grandmom's house and thanks you guys very much. My grandma's house was like $30,000 when she bought it. And when we sold it in 2012, uh, 12, without them having done much, it was $250,000. Um, Now, did the house suddenly increase in value or did the dollar decrease in value?
0: Or the land. Or the land.
1: Right. It's the same house, the same land. It's like the milk. Does the milk change? You know, the the house, it's not like the the cost to move the house or the cost to produce the house change. Still the same thing. So it doesn't take, you know, rocket appliances um, to to notice that there's a lot going on. Um, So you're smarter about this than I am.
2: I wouldn't say I was smarter. I just uh, studied this for a long time and uh, grew up and with a father who chartered a bank in the late 1980s. That he was only about 30 years old uh, and he built a bank from the ground up and uh, chartered it in Texas back when uh, you had to have uh, each bank had to have its own president and you couldn't have a national bank in Texas. And then of course the the FDIC and the FBI and a bunch of other Alphabet agencies came in and broke up Texas banking in the late 1980s. If you were around and watched that, it was uh, it was pretty historic. And so I, I got a, a front row seat into how the central banking system works, who benefits, uh, because I, I use the word bankster a lot, because I'm not talking about your local ah. local bank, your That's local good. state like bank. That. I'm talking about the <laughs> mega banking uh, consortiums and combines that uh, that run the world and the people that you don't see who control the money supply and uh, control so much of our reality. And we, we are not taught this in school. We're not talk, taught about banking. We're not talk, taught about currency and the difference between currency and money. One of my favorite quotes is from Henry Ford. He said, um, if the people knew uh, about the banking system, if they understood it, there'd be a revolution in the morning. But they don't understand it. And so that's like everything we're, we're reacting, we're being very reactive to the headlines and what's happening because we don't understand money. And most Americans don't. We're, there's all these magic tricks that are thrown out to keep you distracted by what value is. And I'll give you an example. Gold was $35 an ounce from basic. When, when Franklin Roosevelt had the American people turn in their gold, their gold coins and their gold bullion in 1933, he made it illegal for you to own gold. The price of gold was $20 an ounce. Now, it had been a $20 an ounce since we founded the country. There was no inflation. Inflation didn't exist in the 19th century. It didn't exist in the first uh, decade of the 20th century. So this was not part of our history. But Franklin Roosevelt had you turn in your gold. They used the Depression and the uh, stock market crash as an excuse to swindle the American people. They raised the price of gold to $35 an ounce once everybody turned it in. Now, it stayed that way until Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1971. So you had this these decades of basically no inflation. And we had a gold. You couldn't legally own gold yourself. But because the dollar was pegged to gold, there wasn't a, on paper at least, there wasn't inflation. Well, we didn't have the gold for these foreign nations anymore. They kept turning their dollars into gold. And we debased our currency by taking the silver out of the coins and night starting in 1965. And so you look at the 1970s, April and gold went up 2000%, but it didn't really, because like at the end of the 1970s, you know, we went off the gold standard in 71. By the time I was born in 79 gold was close to $800 an ounce. So it went up, you know, 2000%, but it didn't really go up. And that is the magic trick gold is the same as it was 100 years ago. It buys pretty much the same amount of land or oil or food or whatever other commodity that it translates into, for the most part. And there are some spikes in things like the housing market or land because these are resources that are finite. But for the most part, gold does not go up. What you're watching historically around the world, but starting with king dollar, is the complete debasement of a fiat currency in real time. Now, can I got to see this. Yeah, can, for people is. who
1: don't fully understand.
2: So yeah, the, the word fiat, it's Latin. It means by decree. So basically, you have a what you refer to a gold, a gold and silver standard are referred to as sound money because of the sound they make and because they're sound. Like they don't, <laughs> it's very hard to manipulate. It can be done, but it's a lot harder to manipulate than say what we have now, which is they just hit the button and make new currency. So, like if you're saving, if you're on a fixed income, or if you're saving dollars, you're you're already behind the eight ball because they're going to devalue your currency. That's what they do. The rich don't hoard cash; they hoard assets. They use debt. They have a completely different system than you and I. We're taught to chase these green pieces of paper, right, and be a cog in the machine because we're what we're chasing is continually losing value. So, fiat currency is the is. All across the world, that's what you have. And these governments, especially since the United States went off the gold standard, so they're free-floating and quadrillions in debt. Mm. And the the game is over for our current system, especially starting with the dollar. That's not going to happen tomorrow, but you can look at the trends of, and I think the the key word is de-dollarization. It's where the rest of the world stops using dollars because gold bugs especially get in trouble for saying, well, this is going to be just like Germany in 1929, where we had the Weimar Republic and wheelbarrows full of cash to buy a loaf of bread. The reason that hasn't happened yet is because of something called money velocity. I don't understand it. I'm not a scientist or an economist. I'm just telling you, this is the reason that we have the dollar still standing is because people use it. All right. So that's called money velocity. The Germans didn't have that outside of the borders of Germany. This wasn't used a lot. But in the United States, we have a central bank, the Federal Reserve, that is the reserve currency uh, status of the world is American dollars. And so people use them. Um, I tell the story all the time. When I was a young soldier in Iraq, we just invaded Iraq. with was my third foreign war. And I got to see that the first day I was in northern Iraq and Mosul and it fell, they said, go to the bank because there's a you know a bunch of unrest. We didn't know what the hell was going on. So they go to the bank and there's people running out with boxes of. Iraqi dinar with Saddam Hussein's picture on them, but no one's stopping them. And I got to see at 23 years old, the death of a currency in one day. So that that dinar went to be worth something a week before to absolutely zero because it's paper fiat currency backed by nothing, right? And that's how fast and swift that that can happen. I mean, you could say the same thing for the Soviet-era ruble. So what you're watching now is this period of de-dollarization. So it's really important to pay attention to what money actually is and the difference between currency and money. They can be the same thing, but right now our currency is not money. It's just a note. It's a figment of your imagination. It's psychological. You give value to it. You pay attention to it, so it has value. But when people start to pick up on things like, well, in our in the last couple three years, people notice. Gosh, the prices are insane. Inflation is mm-hmm. is crazy. My dollar doesn't go as far. It's not because prices went up. It's because they debase the currency by printing. And they, by the way, there's not. I use the word printing, but it's just a metaphor because there isn't right. enough paper.
1: Binary code.
2: <laughs> right. It's just it's just code, and they create trillions upon trillions of trillions of dollars. There's a whole backstory to what happened even leading up to 2020, right? And the, the scandemic, all of that and all that, that was fused in. There was a big thing happening beforehand with the Federal Reserve and then printing trillions. So we're really behind, I think, and I use that behind the eight ball metaphor, but it really is. I mean you you've got a limited amount of time to figure out how you're going to adapt to a world that is using dollars less and less, which is going to create a problem here at home, uh, economically, socially, politically, across the board, because we can't print our way out of the world's not using our currency, which is, a, I think, you know, it's a larger conversation. It's why we have so many things going on geopolitically. This is what happens when you've got a dying currency and a, a bloated empire that's overstretched. Uh, I don't like to see it because I love my country, but this is what's happening. We have uh, globalist uh, people that have no affiliation or love for this country running things at the top. Uh, they have, uh, I mean, you can go go back to the 90s and look at, you know, the Secretary of State for Bill Clinton was Strobe Talbot. He said the nation state is irrelevant. This is the kind of people <laughs> You know the secretary of state saying that the nation state is irrelevant. I think it's what you see. They just don't see America as the way that we would see it. We we want to see it strong and prosperous and uh, have sound an right. economic system free. <laughs> that is not the way that our, our leadership sees it. So This is going hand in hand to, to in what's happening geopolitically with the with the um, de-dollarization process. And I, it's just so important for people to pay beyond the headlines. You got to look. You're going to have to do your research yourself, CNBC and uh, Fox business. And they're not going to go into this. Uh, They're going to talk to you about stocks and they're going to talk to you about the system. But that's something I think we should pay attention to.
0: Does the ounce of gold? Well, they
1: also. uh,
2: I Just one
0: quick question. Does an ounce of gold. So the value of an ounce of gold here in the United States is the exact same as it would be in China or or Afghanistan or anything like that? Or For the most part? part. You have
2: a global what's called a spot price you have a global recognized price for gold generally around the world it does vary a bit because in some markets and i think where you're starting to see the cracks in our system nobody really knows how much physical gold is being traded when it's talking we're talking about paper so there's a discrepancy there i tend to believe in the west especially the the american federal reserve bank uh, it's not American, it's international, but it's our bank, right? Right. Uh, I think they have a vested interest in keeping the price of gold suppressed because gold oh, right. competes <laughs> with the dollar. Uh, because we, when we decoupled, they became frenemies and really enemies now. Uh, and I think the you can see the writing on the wall because the only central bank right now that's not buying gold is the United States everybody else is buying it because we don't if we start buying it it will drive the price up because it will limit the supply and i that that is a game that we're not going to win the central banksters are not going to win this this war uh against revaluation because other countries have stopped and they're dumping the dollar at a record pace I, i mean i'll give you facts there's figures and statistics you can look at 2001 75% 75% of all the global transactions went on in dollars financially. In yeah. 2023, it's 45% and declining. Hmm. Okay? So that means that less and less dollars being used in every transaction around the world and accelerating. That's going to put major pressure on the central bank, uh, the government of the United States, everything. Geopoli- it's, it's across the board. It's, it's a heavy subject that's not being covered. But it yeah, is happening.
1: Plus- Plus the petrol backing of the dollar disappeared and then yeah. bricks. So <laughs> right. you have, you have bricks, which was, uh, I, Brazil. Hang on. Uh, what's the R I'm blanking for a minute, but, and then India and you have, Russia. Uh, the, yeah. Thank you. Brazil, Brazil, Brazil Russia, Russia, India, India China, South Africa. China, South Africa, and a few other countries have joined since then, um, to make their own currency, right. Or their own pact with that. And mm-hmm. they, we are not part of that.
2: Yeah, we didn't even discuss bricks. Yeah, that's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. That's forty percent of the world's population. Right there, mm-hmm. we're five percent in the United States. So that's forty yeah. percent. Then you talk about adding Saudi Arabia, Japan, Mexico, all these things, all these other countries are in the periphery. Uh, we've got forty different sanctions on thirty to six different countries. The United States is not beloved. Because we run around night-sticking people like a bully, you know, like a—that's <laughs> what we're doing. Like we're the policemen of the world, and uh, that's just blowing up in our face. Um, so these countries like Russia, like Iran—you know—they went out of this system. Uh, even China's balking at things and, and doing deals with Russia. India went direct with Russia after the invasion of Ukraine and, and uh, traded was trading gold uh, for petroleum for crude. So there's a whole new system being set up outside of us and we're being left behind. And I think uh, honestly, my analysis is that it's on purpose. It's some sort of controlled demolition and you're never going to see that anywhere on the mainstream, but that's what I think. I mean, it's, it's so stupid. It's on purpose, um, I, well,
1: but we're, that, we're caught
2: in the middle of it.
1: Uh, to that. Um, and I think it was 2017. I went to Cuba and um, they would not buy American dollars. So you had to change them into euro or sterling or Canadian dollars, really anything but American dollars. And if you did try and come in with American dollars, they were going to take about half your money. So they did not want American dollars. And I thought that was really interesting. And that was back in 2017.
2: Right. Well, Iraq. They had had a
1: tight alliance with China and Russia there, too.
2: uh, Yes. Uh, (laughs) No, you're you're right. That's a good good thing to bring up. That's part of D dollar. Uh, Iraq just voted to say that it's illegal to trade in dollars inside the country of Iraq, you know, um, mission accomplished for George W. Bush. Um, so now we can't use dollars there. Hmm. So this is, this is an accelerating trend. Uh, and gold, I think more and more being recognized as it's not an investment folks. I mean, you can use it that way. I don't give investment advice. Uh, I talk about history and talk about money. I know what money is. So if you're trading, if you're buying gold with U.S. dollars, you're trading fake fiat currency for actual money. That's what you're doing. That's the trade you're making, and or gold or silver.
1: So, what is your advice? Well, okay, two questions. Um, So basically, this is a a friend of mine asked this, and I think you just covered it, but just to reiterate in really plain language, he asked. if, if you feel there's an effort to keep gold, uh, at a lower cost by the government. Yes. So, which I think you basically covered. Um, and what is your solution to protect yourself, um, for people who don't want to fall into, basically you don't want to be victimized. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the the main thing here, I think, is to have uh, gold or silver, some sort of asset that doesn't have a counterparty risk. See, the the reason gold and silver would be important if you have some sort of uh, plans for saving is because they can also be used as money, their currency. So it's not just an investment. It's not like you hold a stock, which is really still has counterparty risk. Um, You want to have something that doesn't rely on someone else for its value. And gold and silver are, have always had a value above zero. They always will be they're, The Gold and silver is Robert Kiyosaki, author, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He said that uh, gold and silver are God's money. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's true because they're finite. They're, they come from the earth and they'll be here long after we're gone. Yeah. So one of the things you can do is get physical gold and silver and uh, do your research, know who you're buying it from. Uh, you know, and again, there's, there's so many ways that you can educate yourself on this. There's some great books out there uh, that you can read on how to, how to safely buy gold. I'm working on one right now. I've just been so busy the last couple of years, um, and I want to talk about the, the Great Reset and what's going on with the financial elite. Uh, I think one of the ways that you don't get left behind, if you watch what the central banks are doing, April, this is really important. Don't watch what they say. Watch what they do. Mm -hmm. So the richest people in the world, the the entities, and I'm not saying they're better than you, they just have the generational wealth. It's not on the books. It's massive. They buy gold. And the reason they do is because there's going to be a revaluation of all the currencies on earth, not just the dollar, but there's going to be new currencies, new systems. It's a revaluation going on right now. And this is just historically how it usually plays out. Uh, at the end of, an uh, of, you know, in the decline of an empire like the United States, unfortunately, we're overstretched. We're bankrupt. Uh, we have a 130% debt to GDP ratio. It, it, the game over uh, for the way that we have seen things work. It doesn't mean that the United States is over. It's just our role in the world is going to change. And this is going to have dramatic impacts on our markets, our currency, everything else. And one of the smart things you can do, in my opinion is to educate yourself on what precious metals have been historically, because the elite do that, and they're buying it at a record clip. Uh, they're buying gold. The Chinese, uh, and I, I've been studying this. There's an article that was out a couple of weeks ago. The Chinese may have twice as much gold as the United States, because they, oh. bought, they bought a lot of gold at the beginning of the 21st century off the books. Gold doesn't leave China, by the way. They don't export it. They have 60,000 gold mines. And they don't export their gold. So there's something going on here. If you're really paying attention and, um, you know, there's the old saying that this the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, with that with karmically, but that is how history usually works. So uh, I deal in precious metals. I deal in what's real. And I don't give I don't say, well, silver is going to be $5,000 an ounce soon. I mean, I, I don't do any of that uh, because to me it's irrelevant. Uh, if, if gold is $15,000 an ounce someday, like Jim Rickards, uh, former CIA analyst and, and author, he, he's somebody that you could go read. I don't know Jim, but I follow his work. He says gold's going to be $15,000. Uh, I'm not making that prediction, but it was, so what if it is, what does that mean happened? Does that mean gold went up to some, you know, is it, <laughs> is it worth more perhaps a little, but built into that number is the loss of purchasing power of your current system, the current dollar. That's the way you got to start looking at things. It's it's not the dollar's not static, right? It loses purchasing power. Eighty percent of all the dollars ever created from the founding of this country, eighty percent of them that were put into circulation, were done in the last forty-eight months.
0: I have a question. Wow. I have a question. So. All right. Let's say you you collect all. By the way, uh, just uh, if you if you don't mind promoting really quickly your website again, uh, if people are interested in purchasing gold and silver, I <laughs> have it scrolling well, down there April's at the bottom. got a
2: website. Yes, <laughs> gold. Uh, yes, that's our own page, and you can go direct there. That's for our. You can land there and look at our membership program, uh, which is called Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, something I put together for people that. If you if you think you can, if you can't afford precious metals, you can. You're wrong. You can afford them. We've made it. Most gold dealers and one eight hundred numbers are national, they'll never talk to you if you got under five grand. They just I, I dealt with this as a young soldier. I was you know when I was twenty three, I thought well, I got a little bit of money. I'm going to call and get some gold, and the guy just totally ripped me off. Um, I didn't know what I know. Obviously, don't know. I wish I'd have known uh, then what I know now. Um, totally different life, but. Uh, so what we do is we just we treat everybody the same. If you've got a little bit, you want to convert it into to precious metals, we do that. Wolf Pack is one of the ways that we do it. There's no contracts or anything. You can just join as low as fifty bucks a month on the Lone Wolf package, and you get silver. Sometimes gold. It goes all the way up to a thousand plus um, different you know different tiers. Uh, I have hundreds of five star reviews. That's one of the ways you can do it. And you can also just go direct. You can go through uh aprilhunter.gold and go to and support April as well in the show. You go and click on that and you want to get in touch with us. So maybe you got an IRA or a 401k or something you want to roll over into physical precious metals, we do that. Or just make a a, a one-time purchase. So there's all that through April's website.
1: Oh, and- there's also a code.
2: Yes, there's a promo <laughs> code.
1: 1776
2: yes 1776 (laughs) you get free constitutional silver this is the silver that was made before 1965 constitutionally that's what it's supposed to be um you know in the constitution only congress can coin money and it has to be gold and silver specie that's something that we've abandoned since we have a federal reserve that's not a not federal and not a reserve it is a it is a internationalist central bank uh, that controls our money supply, and being outside of that system is the most American thing you can do.
0: Uh, a quick follow-up question: I'm going to ask a question that let's say somebody who has no idea about gold and silver. Maybe people have this question uh, in their heads right now. So, all right, Wade, I'm Wade. All right, Tony, I'm looking at Wade's uh, <laughs> his comment, bam, in the in the chat. But um, so let's say I have all this gold, right? how do how does a guy like me, just a regular guy? I thought it was April by the way, crawling across
1: no, it's my dog he's been pacing and <laughs> just dying to get up here.
0: How does a regular guy or gal you know have that has that gold? you have that physical gold, right? How do you make purchases with that?
2: You can find a lot of people that will take gold, silver coins, uh, like a car cars. dealership or buy a house or you know to yeah. You can, There are some entities that will just go direct. I mean, I, I do that. I know what gold is. I'd much rather have a bag of gold coins than a bag of cash any day because gold and silver to me are very liquid. I'm a dealer, so I know exactly what to do. But if you ever have questions, you go through my website and ask me. But I would say um, find a dealer that you can easily get in and out of the currency of the day with that, that that's going to pay you a fair price. Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody you can trust if you want to do it that way. And then also look to people that are just go peer to peer. I mean, I I trade in Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin too. Mm -hmm. I trade in Bitcoin a lot. That's the coolest thing in the world. You know, like I I just do deals with people that I know that I want to buy something from them. i send them a, a BTC transaction, you know, or I meet them and I give them a roll of, of one ounce uh, silver Eagles. You know, I know exactly what they trade for. I pay a lot of my debts. Uh, in gold and silver uh, when I have you know investors or people that I've dealt with over the years. So I, I to me, as a dealer, I, I'm much more comfortable dealing in metals than I am in cash. The bank doesn't want my cash. I can promise you that. The bank doesn't <laughs> want me to take cash out.
0: Right. Um, I hear that all the time. But what I'm asking is like, let's say I want to go, this is going to sound silly, but I'm going to ask this in the most in the simplest way. Let's say I want to go buy a car, right? I go to a Toyota dealership. I come in, I have a, a sack of gold coins and I put that big sack of gold coins on a desk. I'm not kidding. Mm. Like, do they take you serious? Do they look at you like, are you what? Like, how do you go about utilizing that physical coinage to make large purchases? I don't know if you've ever been asked this question. Oh, sure. I get okay. people all the
2: time. They're ready to go buy a house. They come see me and say, I need to turn this into a cashier's check. And I say, well, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to receipt your your gold and I'm going to send you a wire. And that's why I said, no, your dealer, just turn it back into fiat currency. Ah, I okay. see. I get, get it. a good dealer. I mean, we deal nationwide. Do you buy gold from me, silver from me? Send it back to me. I'll wire you same day.
1: But meanwhile, while it's been there, it has not devalued like the dollar has. Got it
2: that that's what you're doing. You're, you're basically stopping the music like musical chairs. Yeah.
1: You're stopping. You, know, you it don't want to go
2: backwards. You're stopping it from going backwards. Right, if you're buying, and, and that's why you mm-hmm. want to buy gold and silver. It's one who you, who you deal with is very, very important. What type of dealer you have. And my philosophy has always been get the most amount of metal for your dollar. Cause that's what I want. You know, and I do trade in, in sovereign coins and collectibles and things like that. Sometimes that's the best deal to do, but more often than not, it's how many ounces can you get for how many fiat currency units you have, how many dollars you have. April, you want to read that question
0: for Tony?
1: Um, Sure. Yep. Somebody's asking. Um, Gamble first wants to know uh, how would one save their physical gold? Would it be a safe or somewhere important or what do you suggest?
2: Never a safe deposit box. Don't ever Mm. do that. Don't put it inside a bank. Uh, that is a that is usually a bad idea. Accounts get closed. Uh the there's government interference. There's all kinds of reasons you don't want to put something in a safe deposit box. But there are private storage facilities for gold. Uh a lot of times when customers have a significant purchase, do they ever want me to hold on to it, I do that for a certain amount of time just to keep it safe for them, especially uh, there's you know single ladies and you know uh people that uh, live alone and just don't want their don't want to put it in a safe, but a good good fireproof gun safe is always a, a, I mean, there's never, ever a foolproof way to store anything in this life or in this world, but you can take precautions. Um, It's good to have a, a fireproof safe, something that's a little heavy if you're going to have it inside your home. But I would say the more that you have, the more that you need to really look into a private storage facility. I promise you the richest people in the world don't keep it at their house. Oh, I have
0: a great question, I think. Wait, so could,
1: you should hide it in books.
0: War, 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 demon, war, demon, war demon comments, he says bank robberies, right? So yeah. now is gold insurable, gold and silver? Can you insure it? Let's say you sure. you, you put it in a safety deposit box and you get it, you get robbed, and they run off with your gold coins. You can insure gold, yeah, for sure. Yeah, how does that how does that go? How does that work? And do you help with that? I don't help insure it. Uh
2: Uh, But you can definitely talk to your insurance agent, anybody. I mean, there's all kinds of policies you can get uh, and there's ways that you can do that. I I certainly have to insure a certain amount of it, especially for shipping and things like that. Uh, But we're working on something right now for a, I've got an idea for a gold storage facility here in North Texas uh, Mm -hmm. for select clients. And I'm thinking about doing that.
0: You want me to work uh, so,
2: there? I can I can watch the goal for you. Come on down.
1: And it, it'll be <laughs> pretty
2: boring. Uh, you so just kind of watch it. It's not going anywhere.
1: So um, someone says TL 15 in a bare minimum, TL 30 safe would be better.
2: it's fringe. Well, she knows what she's talking about. Okay. Um so that that's Kinsey and uh, okay. she knows exactly she knows exactly what she's talking about. So you should check check anything Kinsey has to say about safes is would it supersede what I have? She's done a lot more research okay. than me.
1: Well, thank you. I'm French. more, I'm
2: more cow. I'm more, I cowboy things a lot uh, more often than she does. She's very, she's very calculated.
1: Oh, big wig says my mother used to hide her money under the mattress, which I thought was a good idea until the house burned down.
0: Oh, oh. what if the Ooh. gold coins melt?
2: Uh, you definitely don't want that to happen. Cause that does have I've had people bring me like bags full of melted jewelry. And say, hey, we had a house fire. Is there anything? I'm like, yeah, we can process this. Once I verify that it actually was a house fire and then them not just stealing jewelry and trying to melt it, uh, Mm. I can send it to the refiner and we can get an assay report on it. But, uh, yeah, that's why fireproof safes are are very important.
0: Mm. Well, what's the difference between, like, melted gold and, and, like, gold? Can't you just turn them into gold coins again or something? Sure you can.
2: Yeah. You certainly can, and of course, gold jewelry is going to have a different composition than, say, a gold coin. There's, there's right. d- different degrees of the purity of gold in each carat, and I could do a whole class on that. But no, there's it's it's good to have um, it's good to have s- s- some sort of fire protection for your gold, regardless.
0: I think what you should do is, Tony, you should send uh, me and April large bags of gold so we can like look at them. Test of theory. Yeah, test, you know. <laughs>
1: or or everybody can just go to aprilhunter.gold and yes. and check it out.
0: Which April is which Hunter is my URL
1: gold. thanks to Tony making it easy for me.
0: So it's aprilhunter.gold. aprilhunter.gold.
1: Yeah. I like that. It's like it's it's got a thing to it.
0: Kind of so and, and fr-
1: yeah, fringe says um, that the gold should not melt with a good se- with a good safe.
2: Correct. If you got a good so. safe, uh, and like I think, you know, even this, this, the gun safes that aren't pati- – and and uh, Fringe would uh, agree with me on this, and she would preach it, that they're, that's not always the best option, the gun safes. But even they have at least like a 45-minute to an hour fire rating, you know, so – Yeah. Fire fire protection is very important. I mean, all you're really ever doing, I remember I had my first shop in San Antonio. I took every precaution I could just starting out in the gold business. And I had a $3,000 safe. It was about 900 pounds. It was made out of one piece of steel. It was a Liberty safe. And now I look at Liberty and we know the whole thing with them releasing the codes to the FBI. But I had a Liberty safe back then. And, you know, I had it bolted down, had a locksmith come. I had all sorts of different precautions, but at the end of the day, it was just going to slow somebody down. It doesn't mean that they can't steal something from you. Right. It's going to slow them down. So really you're trying to slow things down and protect from fire. Uh, but you just, you know, you, you do calc- you have calculated precautions when it comes to theft or, or loss on all your gold and silver.
1: Okay. Um, uh, cool awesome dude sa- asks, um, is it a good idea to sell or auction silver and gold coins on sites like eBay?
2: It can be. A lot of times if you've got a piece of jewelry, you're going to get more, but it may take you forever. I bu- I've sold items on eBay. Um, I generally don't like to, uh, but it just takes forever. I'd rather just go direct and put them on our website. Uh, now that I've got, I, we've got a lot more active uh, e-commerce business, I'll definitely go there, but uh, yeah, if you've got gold or silver, give us a call first if you want to sell it. Chances are, I'm going to save you a lot of headache and give you a good price. Uh, we can even help you with shipping and things like that, or or if you're worried about security, we've got we've got different ways we can receive it. Um, so I would I would definitely give us a call first before you before you did eBay. Uh, and sometimes we encourage you to do eBay. I have customers that come in all the time, like, well, this ring I can only give you. Uh, diamond rings are the biggest heartbreak for anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't see like when I see diamond rings come in, I go, "Oh no!" I don't see like cash registers chinging and like you know, I don't I don't get excited about them. I just tell people, "You're going to be disappointed." <laughs> That's the first thing I tell people.
1: Uh, I've got a bunch of wedding bands from my grandparents, like just like four or five of them that I saved, and they're all like thick gold, and um it's from way back. You know, We're talking like. Way back, great grandparents and grandparents. So I just kept them, and I was like, I just realized, I'm like, gosh, these are like ages, of, like about ten years ago. I said, I was like, this is really gold, and this is really thick.
0: Hmm. <laughs> um, Hooper, Hooper <laughs> over here says something. He says, if you need to sell, go to Tony, or if private sale, meet someone at a bank or police station. Do you sign off on yeah. that, sir? Uh, yes, and know who you're meeting. Always
2: meet in public. I mean, private. Okay. Private buyers are, are a good option sometimes. Yeah. Just make sure that you take precautions. Okay. Always meet somewhere uh, public. Um, try to get, identify who's showing up. Cause you're talking about cash. You're talking about assets and what you should just be careful, but it can <laughs> be done.
1: Um, he, Hooper also said, hang on. And I lost that. He said, you need, need to use a silica desic- Desiccant. In safes to keep the coins from toning. I don't know if I'm saying that right.
2: Uh, No, it's yeah, it's just it's a a way to keep the moisture down. Okay, and that is correct.
1: Just get it out of the. vitamin It happens more with
2: silver. So gold doesn't tarnish unless it's got other metals in it, like in a like in a ninety percent American pre nineteen thirty three coin. It has you know there's copper in that because of the it hardens it. Pure gold is very malleable. That's why jewelry has, you know, it's not pure gold. It's has other hardening metals like copper and zinc. It's soft. It breaks easy. Gold is right. very soft. It can be. It's pliable. It's. It's a very interesting metal. Interesting.
0: What do you want? To, what do you want to do, April? There, do you want to continue? With is this? there
1: anything or? else we should add to this, or right. we just send you all to aprilhunter.gold and you can check out what you have there? And they've got a even a kids program there for for $35 a month you can start investing in your kids future as well you can and buy, we're making both. that
2: fun. We got yeah. a newsletter we're putting together for the it's called Wolf Cub and uh it's mm-hmm. just 35 bucks a month and then there's going to be I'm working on uh I'm working on a whole, the whole package now right now but there's a, there's other items I want to put into Wolf Cub and things like you know even the Indian head pennies and things because believe it or not copper uh, yes. we don't, they, they took the copper out of the pennies, folks. I mean, it's I know. <laughs> 1982. Uh, it's the last time they ran copper in the pennies. So, you know, copper has some value. You know, even there's coins in, the, in and of themselves. Some of the older coins, especially before 1965, can be very
0: interesting. <laughs> Bigwick says, my kid is 30. Screw him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for the questions you guys and thanks that for the great. advice i appreciate it in the chat you guys are awesome so we got you
0: we got, we got tony for another 15 minutes you want to you know. talk some other fun stuff
1: yeah definitely i also wanted to mention um to those of you who are in here and you, you guys are my regulars i'm sending out christmas cards there we go and i just got them back and if you would like one contact me just email me this is april hunter at gmail.com and in the subject line, just write "Christmas card address." So, or "Christmas address," and send me your address and your full name, and I will get one out to you. But my for my regulars here, our regulars in the show, I would love to make sure that you guys you guys get on my list. I know some of you are already there, but for the ones that are not there, like where's Winona? She's not here tonight.
0: Does this, this Tony? Do Tony and I get get a card?
1: Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah, I was. okay. so here's here's something that is I don't know where you want to go next, but do you want to talk about the current stuff going on?
0: Oh, can I play that video of that that idiot from Deadspin?
1: Oh, yeah. Do that.
0: You want to do that? Because Tony has. All right. So I'm going to give a quick little thing. Uh, So basically, long story short, uh, there was a little kid. He was at a you know what? I'll just play the video. The guy that does the TikTok actually does a really good job of explaining it. And then we mm-hmm. can chat about it. Okay. Um, you're not going to hear from us. We're going to go away for about a minute and 44 seconds and let this play out. Cool.
3: Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Here we go. We got some crazy updates regarding the Deadspin article that was released where they accused a five-year-old boy of dressing in blackface to an NFL game. As you know, this boy was quickly shown on national television during the Chiefs Raiders game with the right side of his face painted in black. Karen Phillips then took that snapshot and without doing any investigation or using any critical thought, accused the five-year-old of being a racist. I just actually found out that the name is actually pronounced Karan Phillips. And Karan is not a chick, he's a dude, but I think the name Karen fits better for him. And Karen Phillips responded to the controversy in a now-deleted tweet saying, for the idiots in my mentions who are treating this as some harmless act because the other side of his face was painted red, I can make the argument that it makes it even worse. Y'all are the ones who hate Mexicans, but wear sombreros on Cinco. And of course, this now deleted tweet received one of the worst ratios ever and even prompted a response from Elon Musk calling him an unapologetic racist and a deceiver. Shame on him. And this young boy is not the first one stuck on the wrong end of Karen Phillips' insane mind. Karen Phillips wrote this article a couple years ago titled, white fans were entertained by black athletes a day after after a racist killed black people in Buffalo. This is what white supremacy looks like. And he also tweeted, I'm from Saginaw, spent a lot of time in Flint. I've never seen this many white people in Flint in my life it's concerning. Thankfully, a lot are calling for this young boy to sue Deadspin and Karen Phillips. Also, I received this DM from one of my followers yesterday saying, I know the Chiefs kid. Want to know something funny? The kid is 100% Native American. I know him and his family personally. Also, he will be in the front row at the Green Bay game next Sunday in his full get up again. No one is canceling this kid. Go Chiefs. Now I'm not saying everything said in my DMs is 100% accurate, but you can judge for yourself. Hopefully this is just a bump in the road for this young man who is just getting his life started. And hopefully he becomes a very rich man from the pockets of karen phillips and dadspin
0: so so check this out i did some investigating for you guys and i actually found his mother's actual facebook page Mm -hmm. and the post referring to this so i'm going to put this up here and uh, i'm sharing it right now in three two one here we go and as she says here she says this has nothing to do with the NFL also CBS showed him multiple times and this is the photo people chose to blast, what to blast creative division he is native american just stop already dead spin your thoughts on this guys
1: yeah well uh even if he well shoot even if he wasn't native american he's a kid enjoying right. a game a that uh, Don't go after the kids. We've already had that discussion, whether it's trans or anything, just leave the kids alone. And most Native Americans that I have met, known, whatever, are really happy with representation. And many of them think that we are trying to erase their culture from America by removing their symbolism. Mm. So I don't know.
0: I got to hear Tony what do you think of this uh, this whole story that you know Deadspin is not a small company they're a uh, nation nationally wide nationwide uh you know conglomerate i guess you would say or news if that's what you call it uh gimmick <laughs> what do you think of this uh this this whole story Tony news. news uh it's just a
2: representation of the mass psychosis in this culture it's been injected yes. by the way it's artificial it's, it's injected from the university system and has been Since the late 1930s with the Frankfurt School uh, cultural Marxism, this is the end game of that. It's just to tear things down. It reminds me a lot of Mao's China in the 1960s with the cultural revolution where it just pit old against young people that are intellectual against uh, blue collar or or working class, uh, tall against short. It was Mao came. It was just a bloodletting. And that's what they're trying to infuse here. And uh, you're not going to win with logic you are not know, going to, I mean, you could, you could recount all the reverence this country has for native Americans. I mean, I was in the military. We had Comanche helicopters, Apache helicopters, Tomahawk missiles, uh, paratroopers of which I am one, uh, with the first paratroopers shouted Geronimo when they jumped out of the first aircraft to, right. for, with American parachutes. So I mean, you can get started on all of that and you could refute it till you're blue in the face does not matter. This is not about logic. It's about just destroying any aspect of decency or joy or community or togetherness because that's what Marxists do. Marxism mm. is the operating system for Satanism in the third dimension. That's all mm. it is. And it's it's that's just going out. You go after the kids because that's their favorite thing. I love going after children. Oh, they love them. Pizza they love it. exploiting kids and tearing oh, so. their dreams down. I, I mean, was the kid trying to be Al Jolson? was he was he really doing i mean just it's just it smacks you in the face every day we wake up and see the headlines i know too much i was <laughs> like, i feel like the guy on the matrix he's like uh, i don't want to remember anything you know it's like i just know so much and it, it it's great for what i do cuz i like to talk to people about you know my take you know we all have our take no one has there's only one truth, right? We all, I think we would all agree. There's only one real actual truth of anything. We, none of us have the full picture. We all have our pieces of the picture. We're doing our best, uh, but it is, it is a crazy world. I just, it's, it's only getting, I find that there is some peace of mind that I have with all of this. And that is when we do lose the world's reserve currency status of the dollar, a lot of these problems that are manufactured by these people that have nothing else to do they're going to be looking for work and food Mm -hmm. and maybe a lot of these problems that you've got your soft cushy university job or you're working for some multinational corporation with esg you know uh with your (laughs) that's that's tied to the federal reserve uh by the way the fifth plank of the communist manifesto was the central bank so when those things collapse other people may be um, Maybe have some more decency because where things are get put into a on a more clarifying perspective. I don't know. Maybe there's a silver lining
0: in that. And also, um, I was gonna really quick. I'm sorry, April. That AI, AI uh, has been in the news huge now because I forgot what sports. Um, I think it was Sports Illustrated that they they created these bios for 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 people. They thought they were real people writing these articles, and it's been AI. So these idiots that are. <laughs> utilizing their their i guess power you know uh, of the pen to tear these children down and, and to get across their racist and and hateful um, rhetoric uh you're going to be losing your jobs too you know what i'm saying i mean they're going to they're losing their jobs to ai and is <laughs> taking over i'm sorry April, i didn't interrupt
2: <laughs> my favorite headline in the last few weeks was that uh the ceo robots are going to make ceo robots and I thought, this is so funny because these CEOs, these multinational corporations, these Benedict oh, wow. Arnold CEOs, outsourcing jobs and throwing American workers under the bus and insourcing people, they're getting done away with by yeah. the AI there's, and robots.
1: There's an irony there. I love it.
2: You know, Don't, don't get fooled, folks. It's one of the best times in, in history to start your own business. It's one of the wow. best times get into something, do something, have a purpose with what you do. I don't care what it is, but if it serves anything, if people, if there's a demand to be met, mm-hmm. just do a good job at it. Uh, this is a good time to do that. We need locally sourced things and people will solve problems of supply chains. It's, I think it's a, I really turn it on its head. I think it's a good time, but you're going to have to realize that the playing field is going to change and you're going to have to adapt and it's not going to be the same as it was five years ago, two years ago. Uh,
1: well I would agree I, I I think that uh knowing how to adapt is important uh with anything so to, to stay relevant you always have to be up on things that actually it can lead us into what's going on with Etsy mm-hmm. um Etsy as, as many of you know is a, is a uniquely kind of different marketplace where they work with artists and crafters and Um, very small local businesses from all over. So I have a tiny micro business with my candles and soaps. There's, I know tons of artists, they put their work on there, everything from seamstresses to costume makers and doll makers and people who make like funny cups like that. Um, You know, they, you name it, they're on there. Well, they went public and all those cool commercials they used to have about how they focused on the artisans. You can tell that they're public now and the commercials that are happening mm. now. And they just now this year have decided to yank the sellers by the throat and they're going to reserve. They told them that they're getting reserves of 75% now, which means they're holding the sellers money at a 75% rate. So it is disgusting. I've never seen anything like it. And then Amazon doesn't do it. Nobody else does it. So what that means is if you sell a piece of, I don't know, a lamp or a handcrafted piece of furniture for $200, um, Etsy is going to hold $150 of that. You'll get 50, but that, that $50 needs to cover your seller fees, oh, no. taxes, and shipping that furniture to somebody else. You are not going to be able to pay your employees and they're going to hold it for 45 to 90 days and keep that reserve on. And that this, this information, the story is not getting enough notoriety. Like people don't know this is happening. So if you are a fan of shopping, because we should all be shopping local to some degree. If, if, if the average family of say four does like $800, $600, $800 at Christmas time, it might be more than that now. I don't know. Say you do spend $600 at Christmas. If you spend just $65 of that locally, you can support local businesses pretty well. So if you're buying local and you want to support artists, look on different uh, platforms like Amazon Handmade or Shopify or some of the other ones instead of Etsy. Because they are doing everything wrong right now. And, uh, yeah, as Eva says, this is BS, they shouldn't hold your, your hard earned money. And that is, that's, cr- I, I don't even know unfortunately it is legal. Cause when you sign up for the terms of service and they change them, that's how get they you. can, they can, yeah, they can dictate whatever they want. So your only option is to leave. Yeah. yeah. Or leave take it. And, and yeah. Or a- ask people, Hey, this is what's going on. If you, if you can, will you join me over on another platform? So
0: so, really quickly, Tony, we got you for four minutes, okay? And um, I'm trying to get you <laughs> out of here on the hour on the dot. It's okay if we go a little over. I'm not. I'm not. hard <laughs> reaching for the great? Burnout. Because I have something that I have to ask Tony. But Tony, before I ask you this question, do you have any any thoughts on on uh, April's uh, whole Etsy conundrum? Yeah, I've dealt with
2: stuff like this. Uh, eBay's yeah. done this, uh, you know, with with certain items. I you just. You run a, these multinational corporations, and a lot of these companies start out with great intent, and they get bought up. I don't know who owns Etsy now. I imagine any kind of good idea usually gets bought up by one of the uh, big multinationals or usually owned by one or two holding companies. I mean, there's, <laughs> it's not a lot of diversity and decentralization in the business world, unfortunately, and that's how they're debanking people and punishing people for their political or spiritual views now uh, by unbanking them. So I would say, you know, pay attention to those terms of service and have other options. Uh, there are other platforms, but first and foremost, if you're a young entrepreneur or an old entrepreneur, matter if you're if you're a small entrepreneur, let me put it that way, uh, have your own website. It can be a like I have some people smarter than me working for me uh, because I look at it and I don't know. What to do. I know that it needs to be done, and I so I get smarter people like uh, Kinsey's in the chat. She helps me with my website. Mm-hmm. Uh you definitely wanna uh, have a platform that is yours mm-hmm. and look at that payment process so, so diversify, especially if you're if you if it's your way you make a living, guard yourself against being
0: put in this kind of position because it does happen. Yeah.
1: All right, that so makes total sense.
0: Here's the deal. Now Tony's a very powerful man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna switch gears here. <laughs> We're gonna switch gears here, man. Tony. You're you're a powerful, strong man, and I, I would be. I think it's safe to say that you're about forty years old, right? About, about I'll and and in, in, in a less than a month, freaking baby! All right, uh, so your child so young. <laughs> um, but you're forty four. So, yes, um, have you ever discussed? Um, I don't know. I don't know this. Have you ever discussed um, strength training and 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 your uh, nutrition and stuff? And there's a reason I'm gonna ask you this. But uh, have you ever? Uh, you know talked about you know building strength, like physical strength and stuff like that.
2: Oh, of course uh I don't do i on my podcast or radio shows we we get into that sometimes I cover so much of the politics and finance and other things um, but no I, I I was a world champion powerlifter. I competed for the I was a representative of the United States and uh and i was I've been training since I was a little kid. I own a gym. Uh, in Hollister, Missouri, uh, it's a 24-hour gym. It's called Maxfield Athletics and Training. Named it after my training partner from high school. He was a Marine, and uh, he uh, died of cancer at 22. God bless. Uh, so I honor him with. I named my gym after him. He was the greatest athlete I've ever seen uh, to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a real badass. And uh, so I, I grew up learning about strength training. I'm a one. I'm a lifetime drug-free natural athlete. I just won the Texas State. Um, powerlifting championship back in april nice
1: Um, i I
2: competed as a master i just kind of i hadn't i hadn't been in a competition and and gosh it was it'd been about 11 years since i'd done a meet uh but i just went for fun and you know i didn't have a lot of Uh, i just lifted a car for fun it was fun you know i mean (laughs) it's had some decent lifts for an old man but i train every day and i'm working on right now i've got a lot of uh strategy i want to get to where i can compete again i you get beat up. I used to jump out of planes and get paid for it. You know, I did three three tours of duty, did three foreign wars, so I'm a little beat up sometimes. And my my job is what I do for a living. It can be kind of uh, what did Matthew McConaughey say on The Wolf of Wall Street? It's all above the shoulders. It's, it's acidic or whatever he said. It feels like that a lot of times. So the gym is a refuge to me.
0: So there's a reason why I'm asking you because I want I, I want to actually have you back. But not to talk that stuff. I want to talk about strength training. I want to talk about that side of you that maybe not a lot of people have mm-hmm. ever heard before. And, and it's kind of a selfish reason. I'm explaining to you why. So I every week I, I give April an update. Um on December, when was it? On uh September 18th, 2023, I went on a health journey and um I was 341 pounds, actually 340 pounds.6. Um, I'm a big, I'm a really big guy, so I don't carry my weight the way normal, you know, normal people do. So now uh, t- 10 weeks in, I am down to do, 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 306.5, yeah. which, which is 34.1 pounds down. And I'm not doing no crash diets, no crazy things. I'm doing uh basically what I'm like a calorie deficit. So I burn about mm-hmm. 2,500. I eat 2,000 calories a day. I have what I want to eat, but I don't eat Nasty. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat like a lot of cake and all that stuff. But that's what I'm doing, and it's been working incredible. Now I'm 47 years old. Next year I'll be 48, and this is what. I Not now. We're not going to talk about this now. Maybe mm-hmm. you can touch on it really quickly before you sign off. I want to oh, have. He you also back.
1: has to. He, I guess he has got a pec flex too.
0: Right. He's got a. You got a pec flex. Uh, <laughs> but before okay. will explain that, but with that being said, um. I've had some friends that are wrestlers and stuff, and they were telling me, you know, maybe you should get into strength training. You know, as you get a little older, it, it's always mm-hmm. good to kind of, you know, get into strength training and build your, your power. Cause you know, just like, remember Rocky, how, when you know he got a little older and he had a fight, he had a fight, um, uh, clubber Lang and they were like, you know, we're going to build your strength or whatever. No, it wasn't strength. It was a, uh, that was when he fought Drago. They wanted to turn him into a wrecking machine, you know? So, I want to be that wrecking machine. I I can't I can't lift the way I did. I can't run the way I used to when I used to box and when I used to wrestle when I was a kid. I can't do that now. So I was wondering if maybe if we have you back when you have some time, and I'm gonna bother you about this to discuss strength training for somebody over the age of forty going into fifty. How do you yeah, feel about that? Anytime. I mean, I just I've just done this my whole life. It's kind of a it's my
2: side. You know, I don't. I don't broadcast a (laughs) lot, but love to talk about it. I can talk about strength training for days, man. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it has, it has a storied past. You let us, it's just like any other thing, you know, that's kind of progressed over time. And then you, you find out some of the newer stuff is actually doesn't work as well as some of the old stuff does. The old uh, stuff mm -hmm. is the way to go old school. When it comes to training, don't overcomplicate it. Um, you know, there's a guy, there's a Russian named Pavel, um, And uh, he put out a book in like 99 called Power to the People. Always a good book to read. Talks about the old uh, strongmen and circus performers Mm -hmm. and the Russians Mm -hmm. where you get get the kettlebells, you know. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: I didn't know. Yeah, those are are all really interesting things to look at. And so I I would love to come back and talk to you about strength.
0: All right. So remember that, April. um, I'm going to let you be in charge of that. We got to get Tony back on. And you're going to help me, Tony. I'm going to ask you to help (laughs) me. I don't want no gold. The goal is me is helping me build my strength because I've never I've never worked out for strength training. It's always been for, you know, because I'm a big guy. I used to work out to uh, get a little more flexible, to have a little more speed when I used to fight. I was always like it's crazy because I'm six one of I'm really wide. So when I was at two thirty five, I look real thin. I have a weird body composition. So I'm figuring, you know what, man, I'm losing the weight. I got to get strong again, brother. Can you help me. You
1: know Absolutely. what else too? I'm gonna tell you that everybody needs to work on their balance. That's oh. something that's very underrated. We don't talk about it.
0: I'm doing yoga too. One
1: balance is a big thing. Like the like overwhelming majority of elderly people get messed up from a fall. It, they break something, and it, it it ends tragically for them. They have to go under surgery. They have problems with the anesthesia. And they never recover, and it's because they've They've gotten weak and they've lost their balance. And if you stay strong and work on your balance and you take that into your later years, it will benefit you.
0: Is this is this the guy right here? I'm about to put his picture up. This is the guy right here. Have Who you seen you that asking? picture? Pavlo.
1: A uh, Pavel? Pavel Pavel?
2: His name is Pavel. Uh Pavel Teston. Um oh, wrong I, guy I don't that's guy that's yeah.
1: pretty strong
0: well. too. I didn't know you were talking to me. I was like, I don't know yeah. that
1: is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh um, no. I
0: gotta, I gotta look him up. Anyway, all right. Tony, you are the man. And Tony, remember this, guys. This is a a, a contractual uh gimmick. Uh he's gonna come back on, he's gonna make me as strong as him. <laughs> right.
2: I, I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard. I'm I'm getting old, um, but I'm having fun. So still I'll strong.
1: Be, I did uh I uh Physique competition, uh, I don't know. I guess it was about a decade ago. And I remember I I was eligible to compete in the Masters. And my trainer, I asked him, I'm like, should I do – because I was in the tall competition and then I could do Masters. And I I said, hey, should I do both? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, don't go into Masters. I'm like, why? He's like, because the older people are really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, they will kick your ass. He's like, (laughs) they come in – tight toned ready to go and dialed in i was like was really only i hadn't
2: done a meet in years but i i came into the meet and i i had a um <laughs> i had a goal i wanted to do my bench press backwards i wanted to do it in kind of honor of anthony clark which is a long story but uh texas high school powerlifting lore and you know, there's the guy named anthony clark and he he eventually was the first guy to bench press 800 pounds, and uh, he did it backwards. Was so his hands weren't turned like this; they were turned reverse grip. Gosh. So, I yeah, it's it's a total, it's a it's very counterintuitive, and it's a it, I I tra- I've trained on it for years. So I decided I'd go in and see if I could do a con, and it's technically legal because they're you know you have to have both thumbs, your thumbs have to be around the bar. So they haven't had a meeting about it. <laughs> so it was funny because I got to do bench press uh, reverse grip. Um, so I came in prepared, like I was, you know, to the best of my, I, I knew I was calm and, you know, I knew exactly what, i just having fun. Um, uh, and I knew what I wanted to do. Um, so it was,
0: it was a fun me. I, I'm definitely, I'll definitely compete again. I can't wait to have Tony back on to talk some strength training. <laughs> I've always, I've always, um, looked at these, um, world's strongest men competitions. And I'm like, man, these, and a lot of these guys are like older. You know, they're over 40 and they're so strong yeah. and and they move really well for guys, you know, that, you know, you could tell they, they've they had some knee issues and they they walk. We call it the wrestlers walk where it's like that little bit of a limp, you know what I'm saying? But, man, man, I, I want to get there, brother. If if I can lose 35 pounds in 10 weeks, I know I can get strong. And I I, I would love to hear maybe some of your advice and maybe have some fun talking about that instead of talking Many about uh, all this negative stuff. and you know and definitely people wearing paint painted faces and getting yelled at what
1: let me interject real quick i see in the chat no my dog's not dying no 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 No. it was a flashback picture to one year ago where i lost my i lost my i called him my sharp hit it was Mm -hmm. a sharp a football so no my my current pets are all healthy thank you very much so i appreciate the thoughts you guys i very very much
0: all right tony let's uh Let's uh, sign you off, my friend. Put over whatever you would like to uh, your website, uh, where they can find you. Again, I have everything that's been scrolling here at the bottom. Thank you again for coming on. I got some energy today, even though I feel like shit. Um, thank you so much, Tony. Please, before you leave. Well, thanks again for having me. Uh, my
2: website is, is arterburn.news. If you want to find my personal podcast and other projects, it's an easy way to contact me. It's arterburn.news. And if you want to uh, buy some gold and silver or just learn about it or see what we do. Go to AprilHunter.gold. Um, that's her website and it'll support the show. And it'll support April.
1: Yeah. Say okay. what? You got a Pack Flex.
0: Yeah, you got a Pack Flex, brother. <laughs> just like that? <laughs> you, you put, put I'm, it.
1: No, I'm, you gotta, I'm bouncing yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I can do that. <laughs> you put it out there, champion. Now you got to have champion peck Flex.
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the world's strongest gold dealer. Tony Arterburn. That's probably man. true. You probably. I'm gonna bet on that, sir. <laughs> God bless you, my friend. Thank you.
1: Thank you so on. much for being on.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me. See you, you soon. Other man. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> remove this gentleman here. Tony's See, so it's, awesome. It's, it's.
1: It's not the age. It's the miles. Just like um was that? Harrison Ford said in uh, Indiana Jones. They, I, they I, get beat I, up.
0: Can I tell you seriously? I can listen to Tony just talk.
1: I know he's Are so he? smart. He's so smart about it's not so many smart, things. only smart,
0: but, but it's just the way he he comes across. It's just uh, it's something very gentle, gentlemanly about him. I can't explain yeah. it. Genuine. Father, genuine, genuine. My father always used to tell me, you know, big, you know, tough guys, big guys, strong guys don't really have to, you know, they don't have to yell. They don't mm-hmm. have to. He speaks for you. Nope.
1: We we have a very convoluted um, idea of what alpha male is, and it's it's not what um, the media would portray. The alpha male is the quiet one that makes sure everyone's taken care of Mm. and doesn't fight unless they have to.
0: I feel so, like shit before I came on, April, and I'm feeling a little better than now. Yeah, you're
1: perked to... up. You're perked up. Let's perked say hi up. to everybody. I would say hi to everybody because I didn't get to talk to you guys. And when we have a guest, I hate cutting in. So, mm-hmm. Alex, I see Steve, War Demon, what's up, Hooper? Again, uh, Wolfers, let's see. Um, Red Sunny, hi, hi, hi. Um, you guys were also active in the chat, and I appreciate it. I saw Eva, I saw Jamie for a little bit. He said he couldn't uh, reconnect on the chat. Who else is here? AB uh, Twitch, XO,
0: Kahuna, D7. Yeah.
1: Fringe, thank you for joining in. T and Couponer, K- hello, hello. Uh, Big Wig, what's up? Uh, cool, awesome, I know dude. I'm missing people. Yeah, I'm going back through. I think I'm missing people. but I mean, you know
0: what? I got some, uh, I got Ali Rx, she's here.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's he, Ali.
0: Oh, he, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Ali yeah. Rx, I'm sorry. I'm from New
1: York, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's it's that's yeah I miss way. it where is Winona? I hope she's okay
0: um i you know the last time I spoke to Winona was on Facebook. she had commented yeah. and said that I was an idiot for rooting for cm punk
1: yeah that's fair <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate the hair comments so I had, right? I had I had it brightened and i I tried th- this was this was my my tube sock curling experiment. I so don't, know what, it I don't know,
0: know what it is. It seems like you have uh, twice as much volume to yeah, your that's hair. That's from the
1: thing. And I parted it in the middle instead of the side. So I did something. Is that
0: more. what it is? It looks yeah. it looks good. Like you look thank really you. nice. You look really, really nice.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, you said what's up to War Demon? He's here. Yeah,
1: I did. What's up, Chris? Um, Hooper. I did. I did. And thank you. Yeah, so so, well, so I go? was... I was watching you guys. Tell me what you think of this. Mm. Um, yes. Yes. Gamble. First, he said, he's a, he said, and you got fake alpha male spreading the wrong word. Well, that's why I brought it up because being loud and obnoxious and, and all of this is, is, is not an alpha male. And while Jamie is here, I wanted to mention, he asked me if I would spread the word. Um, there is an event coming up. Hang on one second. As a, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a walk with us to prevent suicide it's a fundraiser in tampa bay you don't have to be in tampa bay to be part of it and and raise money but you can um basically what he, what he's written is almost everyone has been affected by the loss of someone to suicide and it hits close to home for many of us so he's uh collecting donations even if it's only five or ten dollars it all helps and you can go to, I shared it to my page or you can go to his page. Here's that. Oh, so said, Jamie McPherson, or you can go to my page on Facebook, which I've shared it, which is real April Hunter on Facebook and you can donate to support and I can promise you this is a, a good thing. So please consider supporting it, this, this whole thing. Cause I know Jamie, he's got terrible knees and he's going to walk this this thing, and it, he's going to be miserable doing it. But he's going to do it.
0: Cool. So man. let's Very cheer cool. him on. And he's so got what, what are, a hundred, a hundred something dollars left. That's it.
1: Uh, not not far to go. Yeah,
0: because yeah, a hundred something dollars left, man. Let's do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's it's got one hundred and twenty dollars left to reach five hundred dollars. So he's got the majority of it already donated. We can That's do this. Great. We got yeah, this. Man. So.
0: So what were you so say?
1: some dollars in there yeah so okay so i was i was thinking right i was watching um well first off here's how here's how this went i made um christmas decor this weekend i, I made something to go over the, the fireplace hearth and i mm. put it up um it's you know evergreens and berries and pine cones and i snapped a picture of it and i put it on facebook and somebody wrote Tell me you're a Gen Xer without saying you're a Gen Xer, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, that's just so very Gen X people. You know, they made things and they cooked things and they mm-hmm. did things." And I was like, "Okay, all right, fair enough." i a more like an Xennial person, that's but okay. So right after that, I watched two Christmas specials. I watched um, "You'll Shoot Your Eye Out," "A Christmas Story," and then I watched. Christmas Vacation, right? Two of the
0: best.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. What thank you, thank you, Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta so, big ass titties! Uh, sorry,
1: just, you know. <laughs> so, you Can know how on. you see something different every time we watch a movie? Mm-hmm. So, in the classroom of You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, there was a Christmas tree, and the Christmas tree had, and we all have seen these before, one of those garland chains that you make out of construction paper that the kids make.
0: Yeah, we used to make that in school.
1: Right, you used to yeah. make it, right? And then in Christmas Vacation, and, and then, of course, on, <clears throat> on the table at the end when he gets his BB gun, this
0: there's the all these... about Christmas story.
1: Yes, I know, Christmas story. I call it You'll Shoot Your Eye Out. And at oh, the okay. end, yeah, yeah, on, the, right. on the table, there's all these homemade cookies sitting on the table. Mm. And then, I know, they looked amazing. So then, you're watching, we're watching um, Christmas Vacation. And in the very beginning clark's out in the middle of nowhere going to chop down the tree and he's and the the kid's like why are we doing this you know he's like because this is how we used to do it this is what you really do and they're like why don't you know but now everybody just goes to a lot to buy a tree Mm -hmm. right it made me think okay here's my revelation and tell me what you guys think about this a lot of times okay what i think is missing from christmas spirit is the fact that christmas has always been an interactive immersive experience Mm -hmm. and but what i mean by that is that up until recently the five weeks or so of christmas used to be baking cooking making your own decorations making your ornaments um going and getting your tree um making making your own gifts because you'd make enough cookies to give to people as gifts too. You would make things, you would get things, you would make your decor. It would be a thing that you did at this time of year all the time. Yeah. And you had to work to keep that tree alive. You had to keep the water in there and everything else. So this is something that people don't really do anymore. Now we live in such a consumerism era the people just go out and buy whatever. They buy the cookies. They buy the gifts. They buy the decor. And there's no thrill there. There's no, there's no effort. There's no creativity. There's no anticipation. There's no reward and there's no pride with it. I'm so,
0: sorry. Big wig has been cracking me up all fucking day. What? shop shoplifting is a family, so you can get what you want.
1: Well, there you go. That creates a little more anticipation there.
0: <laughs> <It's> fucking
1: hilarious. <laughs> Makes you feel alive. I could get caught. Dude it's, like, me it's, like, it's, like having, it's like having a thing of toilet paper or, or beer underneath your card, and they forget to check you out, and you're just like, I guess that shit was free then. <laughs>
0: I guess it was. <laughs> and well, nowadays, it's, it's actually a little more blatant, but neither here nor there.
1: Right. So am I, am I wrong on this? Uh like just just making it so fragile.
0: Fragile. So just,
1: just I want that I,
0: I want that lamp. And my wife I have like, it no. in my
1: wall in my no, I, have don't. I have it. No, yes, you I don't. Do. I it's want that window. lamp. I, yep. It's this <laughs> single best marketing technique ever right there. Damn it. But seriously, it's it's has be yes, it has become commercialized because originally Christmas was a Yule. It was a feast, a celebration. Um you know, I mean, if you really really go back, Christmas was the winter solstice, it was Saturnalia, it was Yule. And then in an effort to convert the pagans, the Catholics kind of took it over and renamed it Christ's Mass and kept the same dates. So um, <clears throat> you know, it was never supposed to be commercialized, it was always supposed to be a celebration, a feast. Like all the best things that come from Christmas that we love were from pagan traditions, like the tree, the wreath, the Yule log, the holly, the stockings. You know, when, do you, all that when stuff. do you think
0: it really started? Like, it was during our lifetime that it really. Oh, took yeah. Time.
1: Oh yeah. Would, would you consider? 90s? Maybe,
0: I was going to say the nineties because mm-hmm. the eighties, the eighties, there was still a lot of wholesomeness. Even though they yeah. were a lot of commercials and Toys or Us and all that stuff. Yeah, when
1: we had hair bands and thongs on MTV. We still had wholesomeness.
0: Yeah. So um, I would say the late 90s. That's when it probably started yeah. to, to really, like, get super commercialized and people lost the Christmas spirit. You know, where I lived in the projects um, growing up as a kid, every window, no matter what nationality, no matter what um, ethnicity, no matter what anything, Every single like apartment had lights in the windows. You could see trees, yeah. and yep. they would decorate the neighborhood. And and then towards the late nineties, I noticed less and less, and now, nothing, nothing. We you see, nothing. still
1: have that here in Florida.
0: Well, I but... have that here in, in where I live in Diker Heights. If you Google the lights of Diker Heights, our neighborhood is the best freaking neighborhood in New York because every house has lights. It's like a Christmas miracle out there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't Beautiful. like when people don't do something. It's like, do it, damn it. It's a collective, yeah. just like a collective energy, collective holiday. Yeah. Bigwig says, look back to when the Macy's parade started, and you'll find that's when it was commercialized. I'm going to disagree with that. Nah. Um, Because I, I think the, the parades, to some degree, have always I mean, been around. he's
0: not wrong, but I know and what even, he means.
1: Even Higby's in in You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, I just found out Higby's was an actual department store, and they did the parade every year, and they've been around in Cleveland as a mainstay since the 1800s. So I don't, <laughs> Hooper. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it's the parades necessarily. Cause that's, I mean, what miracle on 34th street parade. Right. Of course they were atheists, but Hey, <laughs> right. The mom said there was no Santa Claus, which hey kids, there's definitely Santa Claus.
0: Oh, this is absolutely Santa. Santa Claus does exist. Yes. But yeah, you know, at Red M&M's Sunny M&M's
1: says who it? drinks hot chocolate on Christmas. Well, I try to.
0: I like hot chocolate a lot. You, you make you it, can
1: too. You just make it.
0: Do you make your hot chocolate with water or milk?
1: Mm. You have to make it with water if it's done properly. Oh. Did I say milk? Water. Did I say water. I'm drinking water. water. Sorry, I meant milk.
0: Oh, thank God! <laughs> I was like, yo, I know you. <laughs> no, you're I'm like, sorry. Not. I'm
1: drinking water. I was, was going <laughs> to switch gears. Whole milk too has to be whole yes. milk. Thank yeah, okay. you. Okay, sorry. My my, my tragic mistake.
0: <laughs> that is a horrible mistake.
1: No, but I think that's what's missing. I think a mm. lot of the, um, you know, a lot of people are just looking at this holiday as like, oh, I just want to get through it, instead of actually taking it day by day and really enjoying it and making things and being involved in it and having fun with it.
0: You know, yeah, I miss it, man. I I, I miss uh, going from house to house. That's another thing. People don't want to go anywhere anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: um, the neighborhoods. My mom. I remember as a kid, we used to go from from one friend's house to another friend's house to to the church to mm-hmm. to another friend's house. Like Christmas was an event. That mm-hmm. day, you were not. You weren't in one place at one time. Of course, in the morning, you're opening your gifts. But as mm-hmm. the day goes on, you're you're bouncing around, and people are coming over, and now, there was a comedian. Did you ever see, I don't know which comedy it was. What's that guy, that, that the Italian guy? That he's very like uh, Maniscalco, something Maniscalco. He talked about how, you know, back, he goes, you know, back in the 80s, when somebody knocked on the door at 8 o'clock, your mother would be like, oh, my God, we have guests. Somebody get the cookies.
1: Oh, oh! There's always the cake in the freezer, right? With the cake, yeah,
0: in the, the, yeah. The, you were the never allowed there.
1: to touch that cake. Right. I think that, it, f- was it was an entomans. Was an Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but now, us now, too.
1: There's always knocks, a coffee cake in the freezer, and you you were you would die if you touched it.
0: But now, when somebody knocks on your door at eight o'clock, they're like, "Shh, shh turn off the lights." Who the Who's there?
1: Who the, who's who the, the fuck?
0: Who the fuck, fuck is that? The cops. You know, it, it's such a different time, and yeah, I don't, it is. And it's changed. It was well, always video the
1: cameras, too. Yeah, you crazy, know who's at, who's at the door. It's like, it was like caller ID. You know, we we don't pick up the phone and go, hello. It's like, hey, it's like, yo, you know, you know who's on the other line. The, the guessing is not there anymore.
0: I used to call the Catholic Church and say I was Satan when I was a kid. And I couldn't do that with <laughs> caller ID. No, you can't. I was an <laughs> asshole. I was like, eh, Satan. Was Big Wig
1: says, Bigwig says he actually celebrated on Christmas Eve because his mom was a mm-hmm. nurse and she'd work Christmas Day. Us, too. Yeah, a yeah. Matter of fact, sometimes my parents would wake us up at midnight on Christmas Eve. Sure. And uh, I love Christmas Eve is a bigger deal to me than Christmas Day. Actually, it if, is, that is the right. day for me It's Christmas Eve.
0: You know what? You're right, because actually, I'm wrong. Not Christmas Day. It was Christmas Eve that we were bouncing mm-hmm. around, going from house to house, eating and doing all that crazy shit, having yeah. people come over. And then Christmas morning. I would wake my father up and my mother like five as soon as there was like a glimmer of sunlight. Yeah, five fifteen in the morning. <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, shit, man, I miss it, man. What was yeah, your favorite? Sm-
1: smart parents started doing it the night before so they could sleep in.
0: Was there a favorite uh gift or toy that you were looking forward to the most? Like if you could rank number one, like the number one toy, even if it, even if it was a, as a kid. Yeah. That you remember actually getting. What oh, was yeah.
1: it? Oh yeah. I literally, I had a, a, a Christmas story, Christmas one year, my brother and I did. It was just like that. It was, you'll shoot your eye out year. And my parents did that stuff too, where they hid the gift that we wanted. So apparently my parents, I'm going to show my age right here. My parents literally fought tooth and clawed their way to get me a cabbage patch kid.
0: (gasps) You had one? What color was the
1: hair? Not only do I have had one, I have one. I still still have have it. Prove I still it. Where, have the, where her. is she? You, you is she nearby. You want to see it? Yes. No. It was just in my closet.
0: Please go get it. You
1: really want me to get it?
0: Yes. Get it. I'll, t- I'll talk. Is it was gonna take two minutes. <laughs> All right. So right okay. <laughs> while while she's while she's away, I'm gonna tell you guys, <laughs> yo, away. the gift that I wanted more than anything, um, and I already had. Uh, I had a choice. I could have had um, the Sega Master System, which a lot of people don't know of, but if you were born outside of the United States, it was a big deal. Or the Nintendo. So I got a Sega Master System, but I really wanted the Nintendo. The like I think it was like '88. I think I got mine on '87. Man, when my parents hid that shit in the wrong place, because I saw the box it, it, in the chat. Was I the only person that used to like know where their parents? Oh my god, there it is. There it is. Look at that. Look at that. She's got a little butthole and everything. How fucking cool is that?
1: I wanted a redheaded
0: one. Um, is that really that's the that's the one you had as a kid?
1: Yeah, this is the one. So Does she
0: still had the smell. You know the smell I'm talking about.
1: I think that was the ones after that. This. this one just sounds like a, she always has. <laughs>
0: wow! Look at the Move it a little closer to the camera. once see.
1: Wow! i just got my mom's. my put my mom's lay on there. We had a like She's party for good before shape. I know.
0: Holy yeah. shit! I was telling the I was telling the 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 chat right now that. You know how your parents used to hide your gifts in a house? And I would find it. Yeah. And I found the Nintendo that I want because I went in the Nintendo big time. And I would just stare at the box. I knew I couldn't open it until Christmas, but I knew
1: where yeah. it was. And oh, no, I don't man. have the adoption papers with Xavier's signature on there. Oh, my I have God. had, I can't tell you how long I've had this. So it let me see away.
0: her again. Just one more time. That is so cool. So that's. Yeah, this uh, is
1: one of the originals the year that it came out. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna say nineteen eighty five. Oh, I don't know what year it was. Eighty eighty four, eighty five.
1: Something eighties, yeah.
0: Cause you were how old were you? Do you remember?
1: Fuck you. What? Oh god damn
0: it. <laughs> 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 oh my lord. Yo. That's let's so just say cool. I'm a little
1: older than you, right? <laughs> you're not that, you're not older
0: than me. I'm older than you.
1: Mm, nope.
0: I think so. <laughs> We'll talk I, off here. I, I think I'm okay. older than you, April.
1: No, you're not older than yeah,
0: I whatever. But yeah, man. <laughs> see, A B Twitch got the 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 NES. Um A yeah. B Twitch, let me see Sega Masters. See, I had the Sega Master System as well. That shit was dope. Uh, but you know, I guess I think my number one gift, number one of all time, was um, and you're gonna know about this April because you're a wrestler. Um, the LJN. <laughs> wrestling figures the big rubber ones with the big ring the wrestling ring that he had Hulk Hogan the Iron Sheik Andre the Giant Nikolai Volkoff the Iron Sheik Andre the Giant and oh, so, um,
1: so Andre could slam Hulk Hogan uh, uh, whenever well they were friends plan?
0: they were friends at that time I, it was okay. it was the early 80s and um man oh man i remember just when i opened that shit i i sat down and i had epic matches from the morning i opened it up well into the night and just Man, imagination, man. I I just had so much fun with those dolls. Uh, Action figures, goddammit. Action figures, pal. Yes. You know, um, I was never a G.I. Joe guy, believe it or not.
1: I loved playing with my brother's toys. Like, he got um, all the Hot Wheels. Mm -hmm. And then we also had a lot of Star Wars stuff. So, we had, like, the garbage compactor, the trash compactor, where it would compact Han Solo. And we had a, we had a lot of X-wing fighters. Oh, I had Star Wars shit. Yeah, we had the Millennium Falcon, and we had the people villages too. But we had a, we had a lot that was something different. But yeah, we had all the Star Wars stuff and uh, really cool Hot Wheels tracks. You know, like flip them around. I wasn't, and go. I wasn't
0: a Hot Wheels kid, believe it or not.
1: I just like to make them flip. <laughs>
0: Damn man, yo, there was such good toys. Stretch back arms, in the day.
1: strong, stretch arms, You know, try and break. Oh,
0: you know what, April a close number two and anyone that was born in the eighties, I was born 1976. So 1986, I was 10 years old. So we're talking about like 1985 ish or 1980. Anyway, 80, maybe even 84. remember Voltron.
1: Yeah. Vaguely.
0: Yo, I could, I can't like, man, I wish I could pull my father out of his grave and, and just kiss him. And under like the fact that he was for what he did, he was the only person working, um, the fact that he was able to get me a fucking Voltron, he was wow. rich, and it was during the time that Voltron was hot. Yeah, I got all five fucking um, the Lion Bots and the official, not because they had knockoff Voltron. He got the official. He got me the official Voltron, and I wish I can just when I get to heaven, I'm like, pops, man, I appreciate you. I can't believe he did that, man. In yeah. retrospect, so freaking cool.
1: That's awesome. God and Alex, no, I never had Transformers, but my brother was a huge fan. So, of course, he liked Bumblebee, you know. But, yeah, he, he, he loved his Transformers. And uh, I was, you know, I was more of like a – I love the bionic woman, bionic man, bionic dog. You know, they were the Voltron, shit.
0: <laughs> Voltron versus Megazoid. Who wins? I'm going to say Voltron because I'm a Voltron mark. So, I'm going to say Voltron. Say
1: Voltron. There, there is actually a cr- funny Christmas little video with um he-man and skeletor and if you have not seen it you should look it up on on whatever it's on
0: is it the one might be
1: on facebook i know
0: what you're talking about yes it's it's the one before the cartoon the actual cartoon cartoon came out it was Uh, it's a short it's a he-man short yeah Yeah.
1: well it's actually it's it's i think somebody made it up and
0: it's it's just hilarious no I know what you're talking about. that's actually so it was a it was a, car, a short cartoon made to sell the toys. and then All what really? happened? yeah, and then what happened I know exactly what you're talking about. and then what happened was that uh, that made the toys popular and the toys became popular. so then they made the cart the, a full-length cartoon series
3: hmm.
0: after the toys became popular. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, well, marketing.
0: Yeah, so they made the short short cartoon to sell the toys. The toys became popular. Then they made a full length uh, feature, whatever seasons of uh, He Man, which was another toy that I in loved. Man, I loved He Man.
1: So War Demons, Sand, he had Sega because they had Beavis and Butthead uh, as well as Rin and Stimpy. That's funny. That was Sega Genesis. Uh, Good yeah, the, the sidewalk where I live, what must have been laid down not long after um, Beavis and Butthead. Because somebody wrote in there, butt munch. So every time I walk by, I see butt munch.
0: (laughs) That's fucking hilarious, man.
1: I appreciate that.
0: And I miss, you know, I miss too, like in school, they used to have us make Christmas cards or holiday cards or Valentine's Day cards for our parents and stuff. That was a nice construction
1: paper and dull scissors and Elmer's glue.
0: The smell of the glue.
1: I remember, like, we were so poor, you know, like, it was, we lived on one military paycheck. My yeah. mom stayed, my mom didn't work. So, we were so poor, like, we got what we needed, not what we wanted. So, yeah. when Christmas came around, they actually really did a lot for us. But the rest of the year, forget it, you know? You, did, you get birthday, being, did
0: you get birthday gifts? I didn't get birthday gifts. We couldn't afford it. Um. Yeah,
1: oh, okay. but they were, you know, gifts. they were minor, but... We didn't have much food in the house. I remember I was just telling somebody about this. We were so broke. The, there was so like almost no food in the house. I used to come home and stick my finger in the caro syrup, the corn syrup, because I was so hungry. And that there's bread and garlic. I would make garlic bread. And apparently, like I earned the nickname of, of smelly in fifth grade because I smelled Aww. like garlic. So yeah, because this- that's all there was to eat. And I was starving, and I was getting so tall, and there was nothing to eat. But I remember we were so broke, you know, like we would make these Christmas cards and I would feel like, oh, woof, what's up? Hey, we would make Christmas cards. And I felt like so inept because everybody else had nice store bought Christmas cards. And I, here I'm, you know, making my grandma these construction paper Christmas cards. And now I realized that those were, and my grandmother would say, no, no, no. I like this better. And I was like, oh, she's just being nice. You know, now I realized those were actually the really cool ones.
0: You know, in retrospect, you're making me think, like, I mean, for me as a parent, you know, like my my son, he gets like he gets the dopest gifts on his birthday. You know, he gets like awesome Christmas gifts. And it's like, man, you know, it's a blessing to be able to do that because I know I didn't have it. You Mm -hmm. know, my father, my father before me, his father fucking left him and his mother. You know, my father was, uh, if I ever, one day I'll tell you the story of my father. Cause he was basically abandoned by his mother as a kid. Mm. And, and, and he was raised, check this out from Puerto Rico. He came to the lower east side of Manhattan. He was abandoned. He made his way to New Jersey and he was, um, adopted by this wonderful black, uh, couple. And they had, they owned a farm in Atlantic city, New Jersey. And they raised my father on that farm. Hmm. It's a it's a crazy story. I gotta tell you one day. It's actually really interesting. My All right, I like, want to hear that. Should have it, it would have been a book. It would have been a book, and then I could tell you. You can how still we,
1: write it. You can still write it.
0: I could tell you how you became a professional boxer and everything. But anyway, listen. It's about that time, man. We went yes. a little over, but this was really okay. really fun. This was a nice it
1: was
0: nice show today. Let me just start hitting the music. And I will, everything.
1: and I wanna I wanna tell everybody. Listen. If you want a, if you want a Christmas card, because my regulars out here, are the you know I love you guys on this. You guys have been with us for a while, and I definitely want to send you one. So if you aren't already on the list, um, I will send you one. All you have to do is write to me. Just email me. It's easy. This is April Hunter at Gmail. Just send me an email, and just put in the subject line "Christmas Address." And then just send me your, your, your full name and your address and I will send it to you. Okay. And marvelous, Marvelous out. Wolf.
0: Am I on the list? You got to put yourself on the list. If brother. you
1: haven't received one in the past, you're not on the list. So make sure I get your address. And I don't, I don't know if we did this last year, so I don't think we like, I'm not sure I sent anything out last year. I know one year I didn't get Christmas cards back in time. So I had to, okay, if you got one last year, then you're on, but might want to resend me your address just to make sure so so what so anyway,
0: what's what, what's the uh the address again
1: uh the email is this is april hunter at gmail and just put in the subject line christmas Addy" or address so
0: hold on you know exactly. what i'm doing right <laughs> i'm getting my fucking card
1: there you go get your fucking card <laughs> get your fucking card hunter this is aprilhunter at gmail.com
0: <laughs> gmail i'm getting one i'm gonna i'm gonna put it over too boom this is april hunter's subject what am i writing
1: uh you can write xmas addy what christmas addy just address or just for chris address. I don't, just write address
0: all right chris
1: yeah and don't forget yes buy buy look into buying your gold and silver aprilhunter.gold take a look at everything that's offered there. This way, your dollar will not devalue all your hard work for your paychecks, will not keep going down the toilet, and you can keep valuing your money. So, we can do that. We can do that. So yeah.
0: we- I think we're done. I think we're done. Yes. This has been a really good show. I felt like shit in the beginning, but now I feel better because of you, the love that you guys <laughs> provide.
1: That's my hair. My hair made you feel better. I'm telling
0: you, your hair looks fucking awesome. I want to see... I want to see that volume and that hairstyle with maybe a different color. What do you think, guys? What, what do color? you mean? Like, I love the red, but I wonder how you would like your hair looks different, it's like more volume. Like, I don't know. Is it possible that this woman looks prettier? Possible? <laughs> what the fuck, man!
1: You're being blonde? very sweet. Thank you.
0: Stop it. Well, whatever. My blonde
1: hair is a wig. I just do that when I feel like doing something different.
0: No wig. No, 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 no. Keep it.
1: No, right I'm then. not bleaching my hair. I would destroy it. Yes. But I'll talk it all up in a thing. and
0: Keep it red, brother. <laughs> all right, Yeah, I'm guys. too bitchy
1: to be able to like anything but red.
0: Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I like you as a redhead. <laughs> Good night, guys. We love you.
1: Yeah, I love you. Mwah. Thank you. Thank you. No, not April Hunter at Gmail. It's this is AprilHunter at Gmail.com.
0: So this is make, April Hunter. Make sure you
1: have a this is in front of April Hunter at Gmail.com. A yeah there's Stop. a funny story behind that actually
0: oh let's keep playing what's up talk to, me. You, we you to it we want to hear it yeah talk okay it. so
1: i there's actually a girl at AprilHunter.com who lives in australia who is now a friend of mine because so much of my mail kept going to her including my mother's emails so finally she contacted me she looked me up on facebook it turns out she's a redhead and she does fitness stuff also just in australia and we what? started talking we have yeah, we have similar views on things, and she's totally cool. So every once in a while on Facebook, you'll see April Hunter comments on April Hunter stuff. That's her. So, um, but that's how we ended up meeting each other is through having a similar email address. And because I couldn't get AprilHunter at gmail.com, I got this is AprilHunter
0: at gmail.com. You got to be kidding me.
1: No, isn't that weird?
0: <laughs> Did you know when you look up Big Ray, uh, the big boss man always comes out because his real name is Ray Trailer?
1: Oh, really? I swear to God. Yeah. You have to
0: do Big Ray Hernandez. And I'm Google Google Googleable, believe it or not.
1: Googleable.
0: All right. We'll do this again. Okay. This is April Hunter. I'm going to put this up here at gmail.com. All right. Let's play the music loud again. Here we go. We're out of here. We love you. God bless you. Be safe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Feel better, Ray. I already do. Good. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha